welcome back to finally the podcast. I just took a sip of my Coke Zero and it tastes so gross because I just brushed my teeth and I forgot and now it's in front of me and I'm a little bit disgusted but I hope that's going to change in the following few minutes because it does get better quickly but the first sip of whatever after you've brushed your teeth is always horrible so about a week ago i got an email from a real estate agent because i was in contact with them about an apartment that i was interested in and they called me sir now if you yourself are or have been in a homosexual relationship you probably know what this is about this is a product of heteronormativity and it basically was caused by me mentioning my girlfriend in a previous email because I um, want to move in with her and therefore the real estate agent assumed that I am a guy because I talked about my girlfriend and people assume that you're straight. That's basically what heteronormativity is. But I was also interested in what the definition of it was because as a gay person, I always experienced heteronormativity and I always knew what it was. I feel like everyone does. Even if you're not like actually familiar with the topic you still experience it because almost the whole world is very heteronormative so um even if you don't realize it you still live with that concept i guess and i really want to talk about it because it impacts my life and me um really really um greatly so before getting into the topic i just want to read out loud the definition because i think it's just it's so good it really like brings it down to what it actually means so heteronormativity and i think it was a cambridge dictionary i don't remember doesn't matter anyways it says Denoting or relating to a worldview that promotes heterosexuality as the normal or preferred sexual orientation. Now, this is a topic that is so big and so present in my life. Even if it's not like me thinking about it actively, it is something that reoccurs and even like is even more intense since I came out and since I am in a relationship with another woman, um, this is something I deal with so, so often and oftentimes is really harmful and hurtful to me. And I just want to like talk about the ways this impacts my life. I feel like a lot of people, even though that everyone like experienced this, even if you are straight and you don't know anything about not being straight, you still live by it because you have always been the normal or preferred like um, sexual orientation and you are privileged in that way. 
So even if you aren't like actively aware, you still experience it. Um, it's just in a good way. If you aren't straight, you probably experience it in a little less um, cool way, I'd say. Um, it can be funny at times, but it can also be really harmful and, and just like really um, shitty at times. So I just want to talk about all of the aspects that this um, concept influences me and my life and how I feel about it and basically just what it does to me and my mind. So the first thing I can say, and I feel like this is very, very common in a lot of um, LGBTQIA plus people, is that heteronormativity held me back from realizing I was gay for such a long time. If I think about um, growing up in an environment or in a world where there's no such thing as heteronormativity, I probably would have realized I was gay so much sooner than I did in my actual real life. And it's just such a weird imagination growing up with queer role models and just people being like openly gay around you, which obviously that is like a thing, but where I grew up, it wasn't really. It also, I didn't grow up in an environment that was really like homophobic and like super traditional. But still, it wasn't really, I I don't know, I wasn't really aware also, like obviously movies and TV shows and books and all of that stuff are super heteronormative, at least um, the majority of them are. So growing up, I never really realized that I could be with a woman. And also, a lot of like my first contact with being gay was really, really like negative and it was just people laughing about others who there were rumors about them and they might be gay and it was always a negative thing. And I feel like that's something that will never go away. People will always have really, really hurtful things to say about you, even if it were like really common to be gay. But I feel like if it were normalized and if there wasn't such thing as being heteronormative, um, it would be so different because it would be so much more okay to just be the way you are. And I would have just realized I like women so much sooner and that would have changed my life tremendously. Um, it would have given me so many experiences that I didn't get to experience because it just, I don't know, I just wasn't really, it never occurred me that I could like girls, even though I always liked them and even though I always knew I felt so much more comfortable around them and I just love them ever since I can remember, like I love women, that's such like a lesbian thing to say, but I don't know, I just feel like my life could have been so different and so many experiences have been taken away from me um, because of heteronormativity so 
I don't know. It's just I can't even like wrap my head around what it would be like to grow up in an environment that would be just you know so open to queerness and like just having these role models would change everything. Like I can't like think of a world where there's no homophobia because that's just too far away from reality. But just like having actual role models that aren't just like one book out of a thousand that you can find in the library and it's like really old and not like a story you can relate to or a story you want to read as a child. But maybe just like having children's books and movies and I don't even know actresses and actors and just people who are close to your real life environment as a child or as a teenager who are gay or queer or you know not heterosexual or heteropassing or cisgender in any way would be so different and would make such a difference also if I ever have kids I am gonna try my absolute best and try my hardest to provide them with an environment that is not heteronormative and that actually shows them how broad of a variety there is with sexual orientation and gender expression and I literally like it almost makes me cry like I'm not gonna lie but like thinking of giving my children what I always missed and what I wish when I look back upon my childhood and my teenage years that makes me so emotional and I feel like that's one of the most beautiful things I could do with my life. Also, if there would have been like, I don't know, LGBTQIA plus, um, what should I call it? Like just courses and, and, and I don't know, lessons in class where people talk about it also in, um, okay, let me look it up. What I want to say is just like sexual education you get in school is so incredibly heteronormative. I don't even want to start with how sexist it is, but just like aside from the whole sexist thing, it's so heteronormative and we aren't taught anything about queerness in school. At least I wasn't. I hope, I really hope that there are schools that aren't so heteronormative in their sexual ed education, but I feel like most of them are. And only like just that alone would make such a difference just teaching kids that there are gay people and bisexual people and pansexual people and just um non-cisgender people as in trans people um that would be so so great that would make such a huge fucking difference like oh don't even get me started so yeah if our society wasn't so heteronormative, it would have made such a big difference to my upbringing and my teenage years, most of all. So um, yeah, it's a little fantasy that I have in my head and that I really wanna like make happen, at least do my part in making it happen <laughs> the best that I can. The next thing that comes to my mind when I think of the heteronormative environment that I live in, or basically that our world is, 
it's just this general insecurity and maybe even anxiety that's like holding me back or maybe not holding me back but like impacting me on a daily basis not fitting into the standard preferred norm um little drawer that um the world wants you to fit in it can be really scary it's such a big part of my life and I feel like so many people who aren't queer think of coming out as a one-time thing but it's actually an everyday thing you have to come out over and over and over in your life again and it always is scary no matter how many times you've done it every time you meet a new work colleague you meet a new friend you meet I don't even know someone everyone who plays a role in your life that is important enough for them to know that you may be in a relationship with a homosexual partner or you know whatever it is so incredibly exhausting and anxiety inducing to know that you don't fit in the norm and that your person that you're talking to that you're coming out to might have something mean to say might have something hurtful to say might react in a really dumb way that hurts you or that is just really really hateful and that is like a general insecurity and anxiety that I carry with me and that all queer people carry with them every single day and I feel like that's something that a lot of straight people don't know or can't imagine um and it's just it's really exhausting on the other hand, there's also a very specific insecurity that was like added to this general insecurity and anxiety about being queer and constantly having to come out and um, being scared of reactions is that when I first got together with my girlfriend who was my first um, homosexual partner, that was like so hard and still is because first of all no one assumes that we're a couple and this happens to me so often it also happened to me today and this is like a general thing um I feel like that is like often occurs with lesbians because we are mostly seen as best friends with our girlfriend And this is so fucking annoying because she is not my friend. She's not my best friend. She's not my roommate. She's not my sister. Like all of these things people have said to me or people have assumed. No, she is my girlfriend as in my partner, as in a person that is a romantic partner to me. And you might think that this can be harmful because it's not hate speech in any way. It's not mean It's not like there's no bad intentions, but this still is something that is really hurtful if people never assume that you actually are romantic partners. And it's so fucking annoying to always correct people. And sometimes I don't. Sometimes I just leave it like that because 
I'm so annoyed of it, of people just assuming that we're best friends or she's my roommate. That's like the two most common things. Although people also assume we're sisters a lot, especially if me and my girlfriend are out with my or her parents. It basically just looks like we're sisters to them because, I don't know, maybe we both have brown hair. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, heteronormativity basically just causes people to think that we're not a couple. And this is really hurtful because I know that if she was a guy, everyone would think we're a couple. And it also happens to me a lot where I'm with one of my guy friends and I just know that people look at us and because we are, I don't know, at the supermarket together because we are laughing, because we are talking to each other, people are like, oh my God, such a cute couple. And we're not, he's just my friend. But when I'm out with my girlfriend and maybe we're holding hands, people are like, oh my gosh, they're best friends. And it's like, so, like, do you get what I'm trying to say? It's super, super hard to deal with. And it's not like this one situation where someone doesn't get that we're a couple. Like, it's fine. I know, like, I myself grew up in a heteronormative environment. So when I was younger and I didn't yet know that I was gay. I probably saw two women or two men, I don't know, holding hands and I was like, oh, they're friends, so cute. Um, So I know what it's like, but nevertheless, it still does hurt and it can be very, very annoying to never be perceived as the couple you are and to know that if I were with a man, it would be completely different. Now, the last thing that adds up to this whole pile of insecurity and anxiousness is a constant fear of missing out on opportunities or on receiving some kind of hate. And this is pretty similar to the things I just talked about, but what I want to dive in is like specific situations where as a gay couple you just kind of like are scared that you aren't being preferred or that a straight couple is preferred over you so let's say for example a situation that I am in at the moment and that has luckily um, just ended because we did find an apartment is looking for apartments and applying for apartments now, the thing is, you never know if your landlord is a little homophobic. Maybe they are intensely homophobic, but <laughs> oftentimes, you know, it's not like... I feel like like really hateful, extremely homophobic people are rare. Maybe it also depends on where you live and what your environment is like, but for me... Like, I seldomly go on the street and hold hands with my girlfriend and a person comes across us and is like, you are sinning. It's more of like a little bit of a situation where uh, I tell someone I have a girlfriend and they're like extremely interested and want to know what we do in bed and all of that like fetishizing really, really fucking stupid stuff that isn't like itself a bad intention but it still is homophobic so let's get back to the the apartment application 
you never know. Like, obviously, it, as I'm looking for an apartment with my girlfriend and we want to move in as a couple, you never know if the landlord is going to prefer a stray couple. And, you know, the odds aren't so low. It could really, really be the case that they prefer a straight couple that they aren't comfortable with two women being a couple in their apartment complex or whatever it's just one of the situations where you are never quite sure and you always have this little fear that sits in your neck and is constantly nagging on you and being like um oh I know this apartment is awesome and there's a good chance you might get it but also the landlord could be homophobic. What do you think? And the whole anxiety game starts coming up again. And it's just, yeah, it's just real. It's a real valid fear that um, people deal with. So all in all, I really wish our world wasn't so heteronormative because it's super fucking hard to not be straight in a heteronormative world, some days it completely sucks the life out of me and other days I don't even think about it. And I know that itself is a privilege that I don't have to think about it every single day. And I am totally aware that there are people who are dealing with this on a daily basis. And I feel like instead of like comparing how much we suffer from it. We should just try and support each other and try and educate people on this topic and um, at the same time really like recognize our privileges within the community. So um, I think that's a super important thing that I also wanted to mention. All right, so for this episode's What I've Been Loving, I have to tell you about my latest obsessions, which are summer rolls. Now, I have never before in my whole entire life, which is 24 years almost, which is not that long. That always sounds like I'm like 80 years old or so, but still, I have never had summer rolls before until last week when my girlfriend, um, I think she texted me and she was like, we have to make summer rolls. I just made them for the first time as well like why have we both never had some rolls I don't know um it's so good she loved it and she wanted to make them with me and I was like okay yeah I'm down for sure so we made summer rolls and oh my god I wow it was so good <laughs> like how have I never had that before it's crazy so the ones we made were basically just rice paper, obviously. And then we put in some peppers, avocado, some glass noodles, some tofu, and cucumber. And some fresh mint. You guys, oh, it was one of the best meals I've ever had. And we also made a little sauce out of... Oh, what was it? Sweet and sour sauce and mayo, I guess. Yeah, with these two mixed up. And then you get like this really light orange, super, super delicious sauce that you can dip it in. 
I also dipped it in soy sauce. Really awesome as well. So good. And I have been hyper fixating on summer rolls for the past week. Except from today's lunch, I have eaten the summer rolls for my past four meals. So uh, I'm obsessed. And you know what? Today for dinner, I'm going to make summer rolls. I can't stop. They're so good. So easy to make. And so fun to make as well. Like if you like cooking, definitely try making summer rolls. It's so fun. It's so good. And after a while, you kind of get the hang of it. And you become a little rice paper folding professional. And it's so fun. I love it. And for the song for this episode... I just had to pick a song by O'Malley. I was at his concert in uh, Zurich last weekend. And this guy, I I know I talked about being gay so much, but I literally would make an exception for him. (laughs) He is awesome in his music. I don't know. I just love every single song of his. And also... I ugly cried at that concert. I don't know how that happened, but it was just such a good night. And I was there with one of my best friends and we just had such a good time. And it was just so good. It literally like made my soul so happy. And it was just seeing him and also live concerts like in generally have a way of completely destroying me in the best way possible. Also, because I just get so emotional so easily and being at a live concert is just so overwhelming also in the best way possible to me. And uh, I don't know, it was so, so good. So there are so many songs that I love by Omalay, but I feel like I am gonna pick, I think I'm gonna pick so-so. It's just a classic. It's one of his most popular songs, I think. But it's so good. And he played it like on repeat at the concert. It played like at least seven times. And it like every time it got better. (laughs) I don't know how. It always was the same song. But the way he performed it. And he also um, took people up on stage. And I don't know. It was just so good. So now, I already loved it before, but now, every time I listen to it, I am like immediately taken back to the concert, and uh, I love this song so much. Alright, so that was it for today. Thank you so, so much for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your week. Take care. Bye.